We want to thank everyone for coming out and listening to Lightning Hood Live, our weekly review of all things Bitcoin and Lightning Network related. This is our way to give back to the Bitcoin community with resources and educational content. Make sure to check out our website, www.lightninghood.com, for a more in-depth experience. Please enjoy this episode of Lightning Hood Live. All right, guys. Pura Vida here. Lightning Hood Live, special edition Monday night, 8.30. Uh, we have a special guest this evening, uh, Jeremy Welsh from CASA. We're super excited to have him. Um, What's up, everybody? Everybody say hey. <laughs> um, Jeremy, really appreciate you joining us on this talk. I'm super pumped to just talk for the next 30, 45 minutes, however long we want to go, just all about CAS and what the game plans are, you know, the recent rollout of the key master, kind of how you got into the space and just, you know, what, where we're going. So, uh, yeah. yeah, cool. Well, thank you guys for, for having me on. Um, and I, you know, I, uh, I know you've got, you're like actually sharing part of the screen from the new website. Um, it's, um, we're excited. So this this entire year is going to be a really fun year. I think that we're finally going to see kind of the edges of this new wave of computing kind of opening up and uh, everything we've announced are like stepping stones to get there. And so in the last um, in the last uh, you know week, we've announced both the uh, first off the kind of like sovereign sovereignty as a service model, as we call it. And the way that model works is, you know, we're, we're thinking, uh, I, I think a lot about incentive models. I think a lot about incentive structures. And, you know, if you're, if you're like on an exchange or you're, uh, even if you're paying for like a product, a lot of times the incentives are like kind of one-off. And we wanted to build some structure that, and it's not perfect. And there's like, there are definitely some, uh, some challenges and we're like working out, but we wanted to build a structure where, the, there was an incentive for us to like on a yearly basis, really try to deliver the best possible in terms of like personal sovereignty and personal control. And so that's what this whole kind of like sovereignty, personal sovereignty as a service uh, idea is. And we're driving towards this idea of people having data sovereignty, of them having more control over their data, over their um, access to consumer apps and to, you know, stuff that the computing apps, stuff that they do with that data. Um, and wanting to build a company that is like specifically our mission is just to drive more and more and more and more personal control. And so the incentive model for us is like really simple. If you think about it, um, you know, we bring, we have subscribers that jump on and this is an evolution from like just buying a singular node or from buying singular key management. And then we provide this like package of all the stuff. So it's, key management and it's the the node is a platform right which is like your computing validator uh validation service and it's apps and other things built on top of that and then it's a lot of smaller products that like actually kind of support both of those um and so we we kind of drill all of that into this decision of what we call uh or what we say is uh, uh you know a key manager in every pocket and a node in every home uh, if we can achieve that or something approaching that, uh, then we can come up with, uh, or we can turn that into like a revolution in terms of how the internet works. 
because everybody can, you know, you can connect, connect node to node like you're already doing with Lightning, um, and you can run other applications that way. It's not just going to be Bitcoin and Lightning. It's going to be a lot of other stuff. Um, and so, and so that's kind of how we approach it is trying to build, you know, we are a Bitcoin first company, but we're really like a sovereign computing company and we're trying to build this incentive model and the structure to where every year we're going to get you closer and closer and closer to having more control and, you know, more control over your data and over yourself and, um, and, and trying to kind of give end users superpowers. We almost view it as like Facebook and Google and these other companies that they almost like hinder users in a way. Like they're built to like give you just enough and then not too much power because they want you to stay addicted. And uh, you know, that's just bullshit. So we're we're trying to change the change the game. That's it's a good point you say addicted because everybody out there using that, I mean, you know, it it's an addiction. It's pretty bad. It's an addiction. It's, an addiction. it's uh I, I hate it, but um, you know, I personally I got rid of Facebook, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. Nice. Uh, my wife still likes it. Um, and I tell her to keep me off <laughs> as much as she can, but yeah, it's really an addiction. It's sad, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So no, that's, that's good stuff. Well, I just wanted to, so before we tie back in, you know, the, the thing I love about CASA and I know these guys will chime in here about this, you know, we all got together, you know, within the, when you rolled out the node, I mean, that's really what brought us all together. And now then we started, you know, exchanging contacts and lightning payments and started a, uh, you know, inbound capacity channel so we could help each other route payments. I mean, yeah. we're all like in this little family together. It's really a neat space. That's right. And I think, I think like, you know, you, you talk about just building initial connections, what you guys are really doing. And this is like a, it's like very, you know, daunting to think in this way. But what I, what I really believe is that you guys are literally building the new internet. Like the connections you're building between your devices, they, these are the foundations of the new internet. And the internet can be rebuilt. It used to be based entirely off of advertising. And I worked in advertising. That's why I know this. Um, I used to be like a data manager at one of these big advertising companies. I worked at Google for a while. They bought one of our ad trading companies. And um, the entire internet is built around data sales, data transmission, uh, you know, advertising and, and kind of persuasive messages and these things that, that drive people to try to build addictive applications just so that they can show the maps. And we can get around that. We can now, we is, it is now possible to get around that uh, because of Lightning, because of Bitcoin. And so by building these connections between your devices and between your nodes, like you are building the new internet. This is a new type of internet. It's totally different than the advertising based version um, and, uh, these are, this is the early days. It's like the PBS boards and the Apple twos and, you know, uh, it's, it's awesome to see, but it's great to see like the community kind of building up and what you guys have already built together. Um, and there's going to be a lot more, right? So. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, pets of our ties here. Uh, so Jeremy, quick question. So is, do you think that we're going to start to see more things, uh, built on top of something like Casa? So it's more like a stack. I think like kind of like BTC pay server where you have like a separate service running, but it's all kind of connected to the same device. Is that kind of like where you see the future heading? Yeah, I think it's, about, I think it's accurate. Um, I think the way we think about it is that once there's an incentive to have that device there locally to you, uh, you know, there's an incentive to put more stuff on it. And we're building, we've always built, you know, from the beginning, the, 
Casa node was built to like manage each of the services, Bitcoin and Lightning inside a container, inside a Docker container. And, um, and you can see this architecture based on the open sourcing that we did. Um, but it's based off of a, this model of trying to build an easy like node manager, application manager, uh, and trying to make this both kind of compute stack and the node manager side um, really easy to operate. And then you kind of choose your stack and you choose your networks that you participate in. And so choosing Bitcoin and choosing Lightning is, is like this, the, the early edge, but there will be other applications that will eventually come and link up all of these node devices and homes to each other. And, um, you know, you will decide kind of what, what those are. Um, and so I think that our, our, as we think about extending the product scheme right now, it's a mix of like, so the key manager side is important because you want to be encrypting your data across any application that you use. Uh, and you want to be able to manage your Bitcoin is just like one component here. It's really value transfer. Um, but you want to be able to, to manage your data and encrypt your data across any app you do. And then you want to, uh, you know, we're thinking of Casa Node, expanding that into being just a general platform. So you'll be able to actually manage other applications on that and, and run that and connect to other people. And, you know, whether it's just payments or it's some, I mean, I can see like new social networks growing, new messenger networks growing. Um you know, video gaming stuff. There's like, all, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, and we're not going to, you know, right now, Casa Node is pretty uh, lightweight on the power side, but that's by design. We designed it as to, to try to be as stable and lightweight and be able to get it into as many hands as possible. And then now we're thinking about like more kind of high performance versions of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Interesting. Um, yeah, that, I mean, you talk about putting emails. I mean, you... you the whole way we do things now can be reverted back to our own personal node now, which is really, really neat concept to have. So, and I would, I would put it this way, even the name of Casa as a company, like the whole purpose there is one on the one hand, it's like early days of computing, right? It was called the home button or it was called the, you know, on even on your iPhone, it used to be called the home button, right? Like home has always been a concept in personal computing. And, but, but what we mean by home in this kind of new age of the internet is your digital home, which is this encrypted space with your keys, your funds, your data, et cetera, that you can transfer and take anywhere, you can connect into anywhere. I mean, when you have your personal home and you're protected by, in the US you're protected and in most other countries you're protected and your home is protected in terms of uh, uh, you know, the, the police forces and other governmental forces not uh, just immediately being able to like seize your home or, or, or come into your home. Um, you know, you have these rights and protections. We think of a similar space in terms of what the digital equivalent of that is. People are traveling more, they're moving to more cities, they're bouncing around a lot more. And we need to have this personal space that you can lock up and know that things are safe there. And so we think about Casa as being this company that's helping you, you know, build your kind of digital homestead, your digital Casa, your digital home. Uh, and it doesn't matter where you are geographically, you should still be able to have access to this, this space and, uh, and kind of build these internet connections and, and broader computing connections out of that. Interesting. And, and can you talk a little bit about like um, CASA and, and how you got involved? Or I, I think when I first heard about it, I saw some early tweets that, that you know, there was like a new mission or vision or something. Uh, it w and that was around the same time that the node launched. So um, can you talk a little bit about that? about that yeah like just in terms of how we came to where what, what we're building now yeah just like a little bit of like what was the company like before i guess lightning i, I know you did um you know 
the key program, but like, what was the origin of the company? Yeah, the origin of the company is actually goes way far back, and it goes before even uh, crypto side. So I've been in, in Bitcoin and crypto um, much longer than than you know Casa existed. Uh, so this is solving a personal problem of mine, but <clears throat> ultimately this came about because we just didn't see anybody else building in this space and building in ways that we we knew could be kind of like foundational technology. So um, it started actually as a home sharing app. So, and that's part of the name Casa kind of came from this, but <laughs> we were running this home sharing company for, it was based around it was like home sharing for friends. And the idea, the concept there was that um, Airbnb is really built around these like public views. You can't search by your friends. You can't do anything by your friends. And um, we, we ended up building <coughs> um, the way we architected the application is it allowed you to create private networks of, um, of your friends and share a private data set of your home. And we met up with the, you know, things were working as, as architected, but we were looking around scaling and we were looking around growth models. And we found this company Blockstack that was building a decentralized DNS. And so we started building on their platform because what they enable you to do is actually run uh, a, a decentralized application using decentralized DNS and, and decentralized storage and try to like build that into a simplified set of, um, of uh, SDKs, APIs. Um, and while building that, we pretty quickly realized that Blockstack is, uh, you know, it was a great project, but that, that for us to be able to like run a mobile application that we would need a local Blockstack node. Um, Blockstack actually runs, so in your browser, they actually run a, um, a Blockstack server or Blockstack node on your computer whenever you use their browser. So we thought, well, shit, this is not going to work. It's not going to run on your local computer or on your local phone. You can't run, you know, you can run a Bitcoin node on your local phone, but it's, it's it consumes power and it consumes bandwidth. Um, you don't really want to do it. Um, so it makes sense that a, a node device would exist. And this is all the way back in 2017. So this is like June or, or May of 2017 that we're digging through these questions. So by the end of 2017, we actually built what was the first CASA node. It was called the CASA computer at the time. Um, and it ran uh, Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, Blockstack, uh, Purecoin, because we were like experimenting with proof of stake uh, and just trying to think about like broader, you know, what, what could exist on this thing. And so we built that full thing. We actually had a few people buy it, um, but we quickly realized that without key management, you were at a loss, right? So you could build this device, you could run this device, but someone could just walk in and grab the device. And um, that would create issues. And so we knew that kind of because of, uh, because of the evil made attacks that we would have to build some key management. And then we saw that as like another big piece of the stack. So the mix of local compute and key management, we think of the kind of the two big foundational pieces in this space that need to be improved. Um, and so we started building on that and we quickly found a specific application around multisig. So premium multisig, right? Three or five uh, at the time was $10,000. Um, we saw a very clear market for it, very clear buyers. And one of the hardest things from building a business is actually finding these kind of distinct markets. So that was a little more scalable than building up the nodes at the time. And, uh, you know, it fit very closely, but we knew that we would eventually come back to the node device, right? We knew that we would build the key management portion. And then, all, you know, all the while we'd be thinking about how do we come back to building this node device? 
And so we built that that key management side. The business was growing. Um, you know, product worked great. Uh, and and now we're finally, as of last week and the announcements last week, we're opening up the full stack. So every user has both the node and the full stack of key management at kind of every price point, uh, which was the intention all along. Now it took us um, almost three, almost two and a half years to get there. Uh, you know, or I guess that was like 1.75, two years or so to get there. But this has always been the intention of kind of getting to this point. And then from this point, things get like really interesting because when you can start managing your keys and you have more control, but you have, you're pretty confident and, the value and in long-term storage because you, you're using multi-sig uh, and you can also have a node and you can start integrating across all these components. You can start rebuilding the internet, right? You can start building new types of applications and you can start participating in, in new connections, new communities. And um, you know, it just, it's all upward from here, man. It's going to be a, a, an awesome, awesome ride. So um, I saw a question a little earlier that someone had about, uh, I guess, building on top of, the infrastructure that you're building, is it going to be all pretty much like open and um, I don't know if it's going to be open source or not, but will you be able to look, to add your own services on top of this infrastructure? That's the goal. So right now we're just working on stability and kind of yeah, an actual execution of the, the, of the stack itself. Uh, but the goal is to make it so that anybody can build on top. Um, and so the right now, the uh, already again things are kind of built off a set of apis and that's already open source and you can see that but we want to bake that into a common sdk that makes it really easy to to build things and run things on top of the, the mix of the node and key management and um and, and in an experience it's cohesive right as a developer you don't want to have like four or five different apis that don't talk to each other and there's not you know there's inconsistency in terms of naming or in terms of data types in terms of and just can get messy. And so we're trying to condense all that down into something simple enough. Um, and then the goal is to, to start opening that up uh, later this year with some other kind of uh, with some other launches and new pieces. So uh, can all. you talk a little bit about the um, those different services that you launch? I know that some are more like hold, hand holding. Are those another somebody asked a question about uh, the UK? So are those services like global um, or are they targeted to like a specific country? Uh, which services? So like generally Keymaster around the multi-six side? The ones that are more like hands-on for people that um, are not tech-savvy. Well, I mean, the, the entire stack is supposed, to be, uh, is supposed to be available for people that are not super, super tech-savvy. But, but Keymaster is specifically around key management, right? So that's like managing your private keys. And those private keys give you access to your money or to your data. Um, right now, the primary support is just Bitcoin. Uh, we do have some like very minor Ethereum support. Um, shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, but it's it's, uh, it's primarily Bitcoin, and and um, that's our primary use case, and and we really push that. And we are going to add. I mentioned, uh, you know, we got a lot of flack. We are going to add some other uh, data types and coins like over time over this year, but it'll be a very small few. And um, ultimately what this is built around is we're trying to bring multi-sig to everyone, right? Like trying to upgrade you from just using a singular Trezor or Ledger device into multi-sig um, and at different price points. So we have a free price point that you kind of pay as you go if you need help recovering. Uh, there's the three price point, uh, which everybody gets unlimited recoveries. Then there'll be an $1,800 price point, which is the platinum plan, which is three of five. 
but it's limited. It's just like kind of do it yourself um, and kind of individual setups. And then there's the full um, $5,000 diamond plan, which uh, enables you to like interact with family members and accountants, and lawyers. And you know, if you need a team or you have a, a team of people, then you can buy that package. You know, you just made a comment, which, you know, I, I know you caught a lot of flack over, um, you know, opening it up to other coins, right? And by all means, we're everyone on this channel's Bitcoin fan. But in the end, you're there to support your customers, right? And if they want to hold another coin of some sort, you need to give them the availability to protect it just like you would Bitcoin because it, it still has value. Until it doesn't have value, it has value, right? So yeah, um, it, it ultimately comes down to, I mean, we wrote this out in the, in, the, in the document that it comes down to the question between sovereignty and no sovereignty. And if I'm respecting, you know, clients and their sovereignty and their choice, then how am I going to turn them down for the value that they want to store? Correct. Well, I may personally, and I express this to clients all the time. I personally am a very big Bitcoin bull. Uh, you know, I that's we have this Bitcoin first philosophy. Uh, we've and, and so like the the kind of directions are clear there. I think on a long enough time horizon, it's going to be very clear how this is going to play out to everyone. But on a short time horizon, we do have people that are into other coins, and that's great, and that's their prerogative, and that's their choice. And I respect their sovereignty. I respect their choice. I respect their data sovereignty. And, you know, if they're willing to pay um, uh, as a client, then I'm going to be a good businessman. I'm going to take care of them. Right. And that's, that's something that you really can't argue with. And it's silly for people to kind of uh, try to pigeonhole us into, uh, into being shit corners when, again, it's not about, it, it, it's almost as if like, if we were having to run a bunch of other infrastructure or we were doing promo or like some of this other stuff, then like, sure. But our, our thing is like, I, we have private conversations with our clients and they tell us, hey, this is where my concerns are with my safety. This is this other asset or this other data type that I wanna be able to store and protect. And of course, I'm, you know, we're gonna find a way to help them uh, because it is, that's our job is, is just protecting them and again, kind of finding ways to increase their self-control, their sovereignty and, and also their safety at the same time. You got, I mean, as a, as a businessman, you got to do it. That's, I mean, that's number one right there is what the customer wants and you provide that service. So that's a good way to be, I think, for sure. So as long as it doesn't, again, kind of like the, the balance there is as long as it doesn't contradict or somehow cause a problem for other people, then we're going to work towards doing it, you know, on, on some capacity. Because again, we view it as like a, it, it is a safety issue. If someone has to use outside systems that are insecure, they could open themselves up to, uh, you know, other attacks or other viruses, et cetera, that could actually affect their Bitcoin holdings, right? So sure. it's like, it is this question of whenever you really dig into it, of a question of, of the safety of the, of the customer and really trying to provide a coherent experience that they're confident in. Um, but again, not detracting from what we've already built. Awesome. So I have a, a question about the app. So I know that if you currently own a Casa node, I guess we're, we're all waiting on like an email or something to get, um, access, so I haven't really played around with it yet. Yep. Um, can you describe what the app is? I mean, I'm guessing it, it's some sort of a wallet built in there too, because it's you know like you have your you have part of your keys on there. Yeah, and totally. Yeah, the Keymaster app is uh, you can download it right now. You can go to I iOS or Android app stores and download it right now. Just type in Casa Keymaster, just like the word here on, uh, um, and. Um, that app enables you to manage your keys and then your assets that are tied to those keys. 
Uh, we don't, we don't actually don't use the term wallet. We kind of hate that term because it's just, it's become this like jargon fold there. There's so many wallets that are do different things. And some of them are custodial, some of them are non-custodial. It just kind of like muddies the distinction. So we, we really drive home and look, we're a key manager. That's what the app does. That's what the service does. And then you can, you can link those keys into different things right now. It's primarily cryptocurrencies on the long term. It will be other um, data assets as well. Um, but you can download that now and you can, you can open it up. Um, if you have a, so you can sign up on the website right now. Uh, if you already have a base account, then you're what's, what would be on silver. So that's like the free tier. And for anybody listening, if you haven't signed up for Casa, you can just go to keys, K-E-Y-S.casa. Um, you can go to keys.casa right now and sign up for a silver account and then download the app and log in and you'll have full silver functionality, which is, right now is just a mobile key. So it's a key that's on the phone, it's serviced on the phone. It does back up uh, to, uh, to either your Android service or to your, your iCloud service, uh, but it is fully on the phone and you can store some Bitcoin on it. It's a hot wallet, right? So it's built to be a fast right. wallet. And then we're rolling out two of three um, uh, multi-sig to both gold and silver members. And the distinction there is that gold members and gold members, any, any person that bought a cost node is a gold member. Um, and the distinction is that anybody at that level has unlimited, uh, unlimited um, recoveries. So if you have an issue, you can call us and we can sign with our recovery key and kind of get you back up to speed. Uh, we're also giving everybody on the, on the gold tier a treasure. Uh, so we, we, we have a bunch of treasure ones that will be shipped out. And then we have another the secret product that will be coming out this week that will also be shipped to everyone. So that's part of the reason why we haven't given more instruction around it yet is that there's another event this week as to what's included in that, but you can download the app right now and you can start playing with it. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I did. I just didn't log in cause I don't have my, like the email since I have a, a Casa node, yep. but uh, that's what I couldn't really get. So the app itself is like, a, um, you have some crypto on there, Bitcoin, that's a hot uh, wallet situation. And then uh, the app itself also acts as a key if you have like the other plans. So if you have, um, you know, your treasures, one key and you, and you need to move funds cause it's multi-sig, then you use both devices. Yep. That's right. That's right. So if you go to, um, um, let's see. If you go to, so who has up the website? Someone has up the I've website. Got, I've got that up. So yeah, if you click on, if you go scroll up to, okay. um, and then you click on key master features. Yeah. Oh, the features. I see. And then you scroll down. You can see our basic multi-sig, which is the two of three. Um, and keep scrolling down. And you'll see, like, this is the, this is the basic multi-sig. So it, it's two of three. Um, it is available to everyone. So whether you're on the silver plan or the gold plan, the big difference is that if you're, you, we have this emergency, like, the setup is that you have one hardware wallet, and then you have the mobile key that's on the phone, on an Android or an iPhone. And then you have the key that CASA holds as emergency recovery. And if you're doing a free version, which is a silver version, then you're paying anytime you need access to that emergency key. Um, if you're doing, if you have a gold plan, then it's unlimited. Anytime you need us, you know, we'll, we'll do the process to, to do a, a kind of verification check and then um, sign with that key. So. And just so people that don't really know about multi-sig understand, you know, I know you mentioned you've got a backup key. CASA does. 
I just want others to understand that that does not mean they control your keys, right? So that is a backup key. You still need two of the three keys to sign the transaction. Yeah, the the user's in full control, right? They have full control of the majority of keys. We can't do anything with just one key. So the user is in full control there. And that's really important kind of for long-term security. And um, it's also important, you know, if, if we want people to be responsible and, and, not feel flippant about, you know, that, that they that they have no responsibility around this. The idea is just like if there is an emergency, if your home burns down and you lose one of your keys or there's some other issue that, um, that you know, that, that you, you can still get access and we can be helpful. Yeah, that's, that's great. And correct me if I'm wrong. And on the app itself, you've got your your hot wallet or your mobile uh, mobile key. But you can also, I think, through the XPUB, YPUB, I think you can see it, can, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, can you see what's on the Trezor, uh, the cold storage part on there, or is that, am I wrong? So, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 two or three multi-sig, right? So it's like, you'll, you'll be able to interact with your balances, you can receive as much as you want. Anytime you want to send from that, you're going to find two keys, so you can use the key that's on your phone, and then you'll need to go find wherever you've stored your Trezor or Ledger, um, you'll need to go find where that's stored and sign with that one as well. Uh, and then again, in an emergency situation, you could come to us and we could sign. We could be one of the two signers. Nice. Awesome. And the goal again there is that like with multi-sig is that you just build more resilience. If you, you so, so you may have the mobile key just kind of at your home, at your office, wherever you are, you may take that treasure or ledger and store it in a bank vault or at some other you know, spouse's or friend's house or family member's house, somewhere that's a little more safe. And then uh, that way you've got some peace of mind that if something like say, again, your house burns down or um, you lose your phone or there's some issue, right? Or, or something is stolen, then you're not, you're not gonna be, you're still protected and you can, you can go to the second place and still get access to those funds. But right now, if you're using just a, you know, a paper wad or you're using just a singular treasure or ledger, then you don't really, I mean, it's just a singular device, right? And it's, it is full power. You have full power there, but it's also um, a little complicated because if you lose that device or something goes wrong, uh, then you would do have the seed and the seed is almost kind of a, we talk about like a treasure and a seed being really kind of a one of two to where you have two copies and then you need one of them to actually do transactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that one of two, you know, it, it, it works fine. If you lose one, you can back it up. Um, but we're trying to build something that's a little more robust in the, in the two of three. Yeah, it can be a little finicky. You try to plug in your uh, 24 seed phrase. Something's off a little bit. It takes you a little while to get it to show your coins there. So I doing the, the way you guys are with the mobile key and everything will simplify it for people and not have to worry about as much. I mean, you're still going to want to back up those words that, that you're getting, I'm assuming. And do you get words or no? I don't know. In well, in the current scheme, in the current scheme on the two of three is that it is seedless. Um, okay. So we won't need to back that up. Um, and then you can, the, we, we've built it in a way where you can rotate in pretty quickly, but we'll, We'll offer some more detail of that when, when all of this is rolling out. Nice. I'm, I'm excited. I think that, you know, you guys are kind of, you guys are forward thinking and making it easy for those that uh, don't really understand the key holding process. And uh, that's, that's what we need to kind of further the space. So I'm excited to see the progression there. Uh, you guys are doing a great job for sure. 
yeah, that's the hope. The hope is that we can get more people just managing keys generally and comfortable with it. And people already do this stuff. I mean, like we, we all have birth certificates or passports or our driver's licenses, and we all have keys that open our doors and our cars and, you know, office buildings, et cetera, that we have to protect. And that's, that's a normal thing. And so it's not any different uh, with kind of managing these key and key devices. And it's just, uh, you know, you kind of have to get over the mental hurdle a little bit. And then you kind of have to think through, okay, where are you going to store these and where are the secure locations to, to kind of figure that out. Um, but it really is like you can get used to it. And then all of a sudden you have these new powers that you don't have if you're using one of these custodial services. Yeah, no, I agree. That's good point. Um, did you, this is kind of off topic, but I wanted to bring it up while I'm thinking about it. Sure. com. Didn't you post something on, or somebody mentioned, because this is, and maybe it wasn't you, but basically you can pay Satoshi's link to CASA. Uh, I think somebody linked the um, CASA browser extension and you pay to tweet anonymously. Have you seen that? And maybe Yeah, we, we basically published a tutorial today that, that gives you instructions on how you can um, start, you know, start tweeting using it. And um, it's, it's pretty straight up, but we're just trying to provide very clear instructions for all the things you can do with your node and with the extension. And, uh, and this is one of them. Awesome. Yeah. It's pretty funny seeing these things coming through. <laughs> it's, uh, there's some, uh, there's some funny ones coming in the last few hours. So I definitely recommend everybody. Uh, four, is that, does that say four inches is fine? That it does. <laughs> <laughs> that must be in reference to Satoshi's place. Yeah, there you go. And then there's a, <laughs> my mother's nipple one, which I thought was pretty funny. It's, uh, there's a lot of good ones on there. Um, no, that's, uh, you guys got a lot of good stuff coming on. So we're excited. Uh, you know, as all three of us being Casanode users, uh, we're really excited to see where it's came from and where it's going. So uh, we appreciate everything you guys are doing for sure. And likewise, I mean, one of the things is like, we wouldn't be doing this stuff if we didn't have a great community to be interacting with. And, you know, all the work we put in it, it, you know, and, and the team here is insane. They're like insanely smart and it's crazy how much work they, I mean, last week was, a series of all nighters for everybody on the team and to get it out and get everything up and running uh, by, by the end of the week. And, and thank God we did with, with Jack tweeting by the end of the week. But I mean, ultimately it was like, it all came down to like this really tight timeline. Everybody was working their asses off. And then when people are excited and appreciative and, you know, excited to dig in and use things like that makes it worth it. It makes it worth all the work whenever we have people that are valuing it and are building new things and connecting with each other and, building new communities. Like that's the whole reason we do it. It's never about the money. Um, no matter, you couldn't pay us any amount of money to like go through some of the stress, but it ultimately is like really about, we know that this is the way forward with building the new internet and building, you know, something that is much more powerful and, um, and that we all have much more control over. And so that's, that's what really drives us. Yeah. So Jack Dorsey tweeted his node when he set up his Casa and, uh, I think he now has enough inbound capacity for the rest of his life. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like 120 channels or something like that. Jeez. Insane. Um, no, that's really funny. Yeah, Jack, uh, that was a good move on your part, getting him a node, man. That that right there, it, that was worth watching on Twitter, just seeing all the comments and everything. That was great. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we were pumped that you know we, we, we knew that he was kind of – positive and, and pro Bitcoin and, and interested in lightning and uh, you know, wanted to get him something so that he could experiment himself. And 
uh, we're just pumped that he really enjoyed it. And uh, we're shocked. I mean, frankly, like I, I would have been perfectly satisfied with, um, with just him finding it interesting and starting to experiment. And um, there was never anything on our part of, of him, uh, you know, uh, uh, of asking or wanting him at all to tweet about it. So it was like this big surprise to us that he did that. And we're very, very grateful. And it's, it's a huge deal because it, it, it really like kind of drives home. He, he kind of walked through the basics of the setup process um, and, uh, and kind of tweeted out as different stages were happening. And it was just really cool to see that for someone that's, you know, it's funny, like we're all in the middle of this and we've all been building things and, you know, using these apps for a while. And Jack, who is Jack and built Twitter, which we're using and, you know, all these other tools is he's a total noob, right? Like he's a total noob and he's like learning from scratch. And it's awesome. It's awesome to, you know, as this community builds that we're bringing people into this like new world. He'll be, he'll be a pro at feeding chickens by next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody should tweet at him and, and talk about like the, what, what is that website called? The feeding chickens? Like uh, the Pollo feed. Pollo feed. <laughs> yeah. Someone should totally tweet that to him. I'm sure he'll use it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Um, hey, BZ, you got anything you want to say? <laughs> Now, I mean, you guys asked some really good questions, so I was just kind of listening to uh, you guys chat. Uh, but one thing I do think that she brought up that was really interesting that I hadn't even considered is how sort of the Casa node or, or other sort of plug and play nodes can really sort of serve as um, sort of almost like this base layer operating system in which you can have all sorts of applications that people build um, sort of become a part of that experience. Like what you said with the the home, um, like home operating system, yeah. in a sense, and I think that that's really awesome, and um, it's something that I hadn't considered. But just thinking of having, you know, being able to pick almost right out of the box what makes the most sense for you to use as it relates to sort of software, I think is going to be really exciting. And just having so like things like social applications, games. Um, payment processors or things like that. I mean, I think the future is just really, really bright for Lightning. And packet yeah, routing, packet routing capability. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, that's where it's all going. And and understand that, like a lot of these problems. I'm a big like systems theory guy, and like try to dig into incentives and 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 try to understand how like bigger systems work. I think that a lot of the deplatforming, for instance, is happening across social platforms is actually a function of advertising is a function of like kind of sort of maybe it's, it's a function of the incentives that, ex that exist. So Twitter, like deplatforming people is as much about just making sure that advertisers don't get mad as it is actually about, you know, the, whoever the person is that's writing. On them. And so there we'll see things emerge. We'll see better systems emerge that if you're running your own infrastructure, you have more control one, um, and you can't really get kicked off the internet or the, the, the kind of uh, network. And then the second piece is that like the incentives change. If you're, you know, you're providing, and people talk about like, you know, oh, my lightning network is not going to, um, you know, is not going to provide enough value or it's not going to pay for itself. But when is the last time that your, your car or your, uh, your Netflix or your, I mean, like you can name the pieces of technology that you buy that don't pay for themselves or don't generate a direct return, but generate extreme value, right? In terms of your interactions, in terms of your community, in terms of your connection, in terms of your information. And that's what this is, right? Like it is this gateway 
to enable you to do all these new things. And some of it will, you know, end up generating revenue. Other pieces of it won't. Uh, but you're ultimately like when if you think of it, like if we just connected just all the cost nodes to get together, not even you know just via lightning, all of a sudden like that's an internet. That is an internet, right? Yeah, no it is an internet that is independent of all these other advertising websites. That you know I don't have control of that. No one at Casa has control over that. You guys connect to each other. We can't do a damn thing, right? Yeah. So but I, I want to totally I want to ask about totally like different. the actual internet though, because like something like a Gotenna you know, that has like a mesh network, um, you know, isn't there like a way that you could just have maybe like a Wi-Fi network that then just also acts as like an ISP, you know, packet routing? Yep. So it's like the actual internet too. It's not just like uh, yeah, I mean, like getting rid of the advertising. You'll have, you'll have other connectivity options, mesh networks, local mesh networks, satellite, uh, fiber, you know, there will be other connectivity options. Um, and mesh networking will get better. The, my one request for Gotenna is that they release their pro version as their regular version instead of the toy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, great company. They've done they've done great things, but I want them to like that pro version is is like the real the real goods of of getting out the like real mesh networking. Yeah, it's kind of interesting if you think about it. I mean, you guys both you guys just make good comments. I mean, people are sending stories via the Blockstream satellite over the Bitcoin network, you know? I mean, that literally just reinvented the internet right there. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, you're communicating through a blockchain. Yep. Permanently. Yep. So... Um, and I understand that that didn't go through, like, some central Google data center or Facebook data center or whatever else. You know, it went out one... one it could have gone directly from one home to another, Right. Based on how the satellite network works, it literally could go from literally one home and satellite dish directly to another. That's wild. That is totally different, right? This is a new internet. It's awesome. I'm I'm so pumped, right? And we're we're just at the edges of it. We're just at the beginning. That's the cool thing, man. I mean, you know, we, none of us. Well, I mean, I'm speaking for myself and probably the two guys here from uh, Lightning Hood Live. Um, you know. I grew up around a computer when I was younger, but I didn't see any of this really progressing, you know, like really thinking about it until, you know, blockchain, Bitcoin and everything really started opening my eyes and how Google and Facebook do what they do. You know, I when they first came out, I was like, oh, this is great. I can talk to all my friends. And now they're selling all my shit online. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, it's kind of messed up. So, yeah. And that um, comes back to the incentive model, right? Like that's that's what they're incentivized to do. That's the only way they can keep it running. Yep. Now, the the other thing I saw that I'm sure you've seen it, the uh, tweet stamp. Have you seen that where they uh, they use uh, you tweet stamp and put it into the um, Bitcoin blockchain? What was it called? Do you remember? Open open timestamp. I think. Yeah, using the open timestamp in the Bitcoin blockchain, and mm -hmm. basically a tweet they lock it into the blockchain, so it's forever there. If somebody needs to reference, if somebody deleted a tweet off Twitter, you know, off Twitter. It's there on the blockchain, so people are right. using it today. It's pretty cool stuff. I don't know. Um, so I know you're a busy man. I know we wanted to wrap up. Uh, you you did a video, um, I don't know, what, a couple months ago, I guess, um, talking about the waves of computing. Um, it was a long video. I definitely recommend it. I'll link it after we get off here. I'll link it in our, uh, in our video chat. But just chat about the, real quick, about the fourth wave of computing. 
you know, in your eyes, where we're going. Um, and you can briefly show or discuss what first, second, third were, just so people understand that part. But um, I thought it was real insightful. Uh, you did a great job with it. I, you know, I threw it all over Twitter. I thought it was so good. So love to hear you. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think that we, we have been talking a little bit about it, right? Because of the, um, I, I think that's what I interpreted your talk to be about the fourth wave, which having these devices running at home to support the ecosystem. Yeah, I, um, that's right. That's a hundred percent right. So I will, I can jump through the basics. I have this slide deck that I've run through before. Um, and I can talk some of this. So let me see if I can bring this up. Nope. Uh, give me one sec. Appreciate everybody hanging out online, by the way. So if you're still on there listening, definitely hit uh, pound that like button. So everybody says, I think. All right. Let's see. Let's smash. Is there a way I can share? I think it's here. Yeah, there it is. Left side of the screen, I think. Yep. Can you see that? Yeah, we're good. Let's see if I can skip to another slide. Yeah, I guess I'll just use this because um, I don't know exactly how to. Um, but we, 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 you know, we view this as this isn't just like price hype in a financial uh, system. This is ultimately a computing evolution. And we're shifting from these like fragile hierarchies that have resulted in data centers into these more, much more resilient networks. So everyone has a copy of some of this core stuff, and then you have unique copies of data that you're controlling. And uh, we talk about this in the lens of four waves of computing. So the first wave is mainframe computing with local applications, and these are like your IBM PCs. Um, you know, I have a couple images here of early IBMs. Um, and then there's a wave of personal computing and local apps. So that's like your, you know, your Windows and your uh, Apple uh, level. And that looks like, right? Like we all, we all remember kind of what this, this age was like with Apple IIs and Compaqs and HPs and Dell computers, you know, playing video games, uh, doing LAN parties. Uh, but again, that's kind of new types of applications that come out, but it's personal computing. You're not quite to the network computing age just yet. Even, even LAN parties are all, you know, they're all local, uh, uh, local area networks and not more wide area networks, not internets. Um, and then we get to mainframe computing and network apps. So this is like, it is their network applications. They're all connected to each other, uh, but it's in a much more focused lens around uh, these data centers and mainframes and, this is what these massive, this is the Facebook data center, and this is what these massive data centers look like. Um, and this is what, uh, you know, this is what dominates in terms of why they need to sell all this data and do all these other actions is because the only way you keep this running is via that. And computing looks very different within this. It's via phones, it's via, you know, laptops, but they're all connecting to these clouds and the majority of processing is happening here, not on your local device. Um, and so, you know, that brings us to personal computing and network apps. And this is what we believe is the fourth wave. And in this side, uh, you know, you're running lightning, you're running Bitcoin, you're running other stuff. And 
these are kind of the core components. You do have miners, you have treasures that are enabling you to, to sign, and then you have um, the Casa node and, and other node devices. And uh, you have uh, <laughs> the early days of, of, of lightning, uh, you know, lightning trust chains and these other applications. Um, and I, I love this from Stop and Decrypt and, you know, shout out to Crypto Scam Hub and Stop and Decrypt, but um, I love this, uh, this image of Bitcoin as an impenetrable fortress of validation. It's this validation piece that enables you, it doesn't matter kind of what the miners produce, it's this validation piece that really enables this, this kind of group shared uh, network and this group shared um, uh, kind of trust system amongst everybody um, and building this chain together. So personal computing network applications is a totally new wave. Uh, and kind of the four, four of those as you think of them. And so I think the story between these on why they kind of happened is the first wave was really about kind of business computing uh, into personal computing. And there wasn't really personal computing before this. It was all this like business applications. And so uh, the second wave is really local computing to network computing. And um, you have local applications that were consumer oriented but you're shifting towards something that's, that's much bigger than that and, and network connections connecting all these together. So, you know, that's, that's connecting consumers and businesses together through central intermediaries. Payments tech is the reason for this. Uh, and then, but the problem is the intermediaries become all powerful and abuse the data access. And then in the third wave, we shift from, uh, you know, third wave to fourth wave, we're shifting from this hierarchy to a more resilient network. And we can protect all network parties with encryption and open protocols. And encryption and local validation, you know, is what protects uh, the individuals and the individual businesses against the kind of central intermediaries. So that brings us back to this. So, you know, what that looks like in practice is that, you know, our job in maximizing personal sovereignty and safety as a company is to simplify encryption and simplify validation. If we can, if those are the two things that enables you to build this, um, then we, we need to simplify the ability to manage keys and do encryption and simplify the ability to uh, validate data and then that's what this looks like, right? That's key master in every pocket, and that's a cost in every home, and uh, and that's what we're working towards. Yeah, I mean that's that blew my mind when I listened to that. I was just like, holy moly! That's yeah, I can't believe we've been doing it the wrong way all these years, you know. Um, and these so things evolve, you know. I mean, it's like it's not all. Um, it, it takes time, and 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 if you look at any evolutionary system, you get. Uh, components from subsystems that kind of combine into new things. And this is a frequent occurrence. It's happened in our own bodies. It's happened in other systems and, uh, you know, in other, other species. Um, and so I, I, I just think of it as like, we're just at the next wave. It's, it's time. Uh, we've seen the very clear applications that people use, but it's clear that the architecture of those is like creating problems and it's time for something new. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting during this transition. No, I agree. 100, 110% there. That's, that's great explanation. Um, I don't know about you guys. What, um, any other questions from the two on the chat or anybody in the live chat that we need to answer? I know, uh, Jeremy, you're a busy man. Got a lot of stuff coming up. Anything going on this week, next week, next month, next year you want to share or anything? Yeah, tons, tons, tons. So we, now that we're out with all of the, uh, with all the user tiers and, and apps, and we're, we're growing this whole thing. We're starting a little tour. Um, so we'll be announcing details about this in the next few days. Um, we've also got more products coming out. So we're excited about what that full package looks like and getting all of you, uh, you know, node customers, the kind of full package experience. Um, 
tomorrow, anybody that's in New York, we are in New York. We're doing a talk with Matt Carollo. Uh, you, you can check our website for the or for our Twitter account for kind of retweets around that. Um, and then Boston. So this weekend is MIT Bitcoin uh, Conference, MIT Bitcoin Expo. I'll be there as well, and uh, we're doing some stuff there. So reach out if you're around, and uh, excited for that. And then we're we're kind of kicking off starting this section. We're kicking off a series of dates. We're going to hit a bunch of cities. So I think like I think we're looking at like twelve to fifteen cities around the U.S. and Canada. And uh, I'll be making stops. I'm traveling around. I'm going to be on the road for a while, uh, but coming to meet everybody in person and hang out and you know, get drinks and, and, uh, and talk, uh, talk lightning and talk, uh, distributed computing and talk Casa and just try to, you know, the goal out of that is like, there is, it's, it's a very rare occasion for anybody to ever kind of get in and get together in person. And, you know, people can feel free to, to skip if they want to remain totally anonymous, uh, you know, use a false name, whatever you want, but we just want to create a little bit more community and listen and be able to, to listen to people. We also want to create an opportunity for people to bring their friends and bring their family and uh, you know, a space to where, you know, we've all gotten into this because we've been reading on the internet, but not everybody is about that. Some people need a more interactive kind of one-on-one hands-on experience. And, um, and from that, we're trying to provide that in person. And, 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 and so, you know, telling people to invite their friends, but we'll be announcing more details on that this week. Um, it's going to be an awesome month. We've got the whole products coming out and, you know, it's, we're just, we're just thrilled to be a, uh, to be doing this and uh, the entire team's pumped uh, with all the feedback and now Jack and, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun year. Awesome. Well, well um, I don't have any real questions. I just want to, you know, thank you for uh, spending some time with us, answering some questions. Um, I see a couple more in the chat actually. So someone's asking about, um, are there going to be any redundancy options for like the Casa nodes? So like if you wanted to have, better spec hard drive or anything like that. Um, and then another question on facilitating incoming lightning channels. So I'm guessing uh, they're talking about something like the Thor service. Are there going to be uh, ways to be able to easily um, get inbound channels like from services like that? Yeah. Right, right now um, there are a series of updates that are coming that are related to both of these. There's also some new stuff around privacy Tor. Etc. You know, we're very aware of, of kind of the issues around this. We're just like any of this area. We, we're trying to figure out the the, the, the carefully designed best way uh, that this stuff will scale and grow and be easy to use. Um, and so we do have options. We are working on a second device. You know, I'll say that without revealing too much detail. Um, and that will be included. You know, we, we view that as as kind of like an included part of. Casa Gold, uh, and so when you buy in, you're kind of getting updates not just on software, but just here on hardware. And we haven't figured, you know, we don't have any, all the details on on how that transition will exactly work. But you know, our, our end goal is to provide like you provide a you pay once a year service fee, and then it's just like your kind of your stack is taken care of, and you can always upgrade that, and you can always add custom pieces to that, and and try to customize kind of your your suite. But we just want to provide the basic tool set. So we do have updates and we have ways, uh, you know, to, to, to uh, or we are working on an improved version um, and we're considering a lot of different options. Um, we've looked at duplicate hard drives. We've looked at a bunch of other options. The other thing is like part of the reason for duplicate hard drives is really backing up channel state and backing up the information on, on your device and 
uh, the real solution there. So there's a problem if someone walks in and just takes the, the whole device, right? Then they take both hard drives. So the real solution there is around uh, a mix of watchtowers and state channel backups and um, you know, some, some updates to Lightning will, will bring some of those features. And so we'll support those as soon as possible. But I just say that to, to indicate that we're thinking about the real long term and what we see is, is the core features that are going to solve these problems. There are a variety of ways to solve these problems. Some of these are more, some of them are more short term or more long term. And we are trying to kind of take the, the longer term view, but make sure that people are at least uh, at least satisfied or at least kind of solved on a near term basis, too. So a lot more coming. Uh, we'll be a lot more this year. And you know, we're, we're really excited. But thank you, everyone, for, for any. Thank you guys for having me on. And um, if there are any more questions, you know, happy to answer as, as long as you want. But, um, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're stoked to be here and stoked to be uh, supporting everybody. Uh, we appreciate you guys honestly bringing us all together in this space. It's, uh, it's really cool to be able to interact with everybody in different ways now uh, that wasn't really available before, not easily, I should say. So this has enabled a whole new wave, like you said, of uh, communication between us all. So um, yeah, no, it's been really good. So we appreciate it. Any more uh, questions in the chat? I'm not looking at it. So um, any more in there? We good? Um, Yeah, I think think we're good. Okay. Well, um, I guess that that was a nice hour-long conversation, Jeremy. We appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Uh, appreciate you. We're looking forward to the exciting news coming up. Uh, look forward to what comes out later this week. So um, thanks, thanks to all of our followers for listening in on this, and uh, I'll, I'll post any relevant information afterwards. So I guess we are ending this chat. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks again for checking out this episode of Lightning Hood Live. Make sure and check us out at www.lightninghood.com and follow us on Twitter at lightning underscore hood. We'll see y'all next week.